1: And the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers.
0: It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods.
1: New episodes every other Monday. guy named Manuel, Alfred junior high, he said two words to me in three years of junior high.
0: One year ago, two morons embarked on a quest to watch every single Tom Hanks film. Today, they're not finished, but they're far more damaged. And that journey is... Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves mind, body, and soul with genuinely heartwarming footage of a sweet, thoughtful Tom Hanks. I'm Sam Siegel, and I am one of those dumb idiots.
1: And I'm your anxious assistant director. I am Luke Patrick. I am the other idiot. Sam, happy fucking anniversary, my dude.
0: Happy anniversary! 52 episodes, one whole year, 52 weeks of America's Dad Tom Hanks. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh... I think we got to ask the obligatory question at this point. Sam, how do you uh-huh. feel about Tom Hanks at this point?
0: I got to tell you, before this morning, not good. After this morning, very good.
1: Fuck yeah, dude. All thanks to this movie or like a different change of heart?
0: All thanks to this flick, man. Mm, you'd love to hear that. How about you? Where are you, where are you on, Tom? 52 weeks later. <laughs> one one calendar year with America's Papa Tom
1: holy shit dude, I cannot believe it's been an entire year um
0: in, it's it's astounding
1: yeah um I feel like it's been a year. I feel like it's been a year in which every single week we have watched a Tom Hanks movie yep, um yeah, and that may be all that I have to say about that.
0: Hey, you know that's something at least yeah uh, i've I've also been in this house a year so oh, that's damn. Something.
1: Nice. Hey, both huge milestones. Uh, I think obviously the Tom Hanks milestone is the biggest possibly ever in your entire life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Granted, it's still nothing because we still haven't finished all his movies. Yeah. But
1: nobody gives a fuck if we've watched 52 Tom Hanks (laughs) movies and then don't finish the project. So we do have, I think, three more left to go, Uh, four more episodes, three more to go, something like that.
0: Uh, it might actually just be two more and three more episodes.
1: Oh, shit, Sam. Don't get my hopes up like that.
0: Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure all we have left is Greyhound and News of the World.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Fuck yes. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, though, (laughs) though, let me just say this. Wouldn't it be fucking incredible if we stopped now and just gave all our listeners the worst blue balls?
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've only got two films. I think you're right. I think we've just got two films left. So how big of a fucking tease would it be if we just walked away from the table right now <laughs> with just two DVDs left and we've gone through the entire stack oh of them? Oh,
0: my God.
1: Yeah, nothing but two two lonely DVDs still left on the table and we just walked away. It's tempting, man. I gotta it, tell you,
0: see, see, now that the end's in sight, I, I want, I like, I would choke those movies down tonight. Mm, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if if I had the time, I, I am so ready. Uh, just to just to check out these new f- films, you know, bring Tom all the way into this decade, into this year, see what this man is all about.
1: Yeah, amen to that, man. Now that the end is in sight, I will say that I'm. I'm looking forward to getting off of this bus now that we're only mm-hmm. two stops away. Yeah. Um, I am very excited to sort of leave and then explore the rest of the station, whatever that entails for oh, yeah. us. Oh,
0: Abs- Absolutely.
1: Yeah. But, uh, Sam, we've got a movie to talk about, so I guess we can pivot we and uh, hit that. How was your watch this week?
0: Well, first of all, I should say the movie we watched this week was a 2019's be- uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And, Luke, let me tell you about my watch uh, I had a bit of a revelation this morning. Big, Ooh. Big development for 50, old Sam here.
1: Fifty two weeks in and still finding new still still digging up new new soil, huh?
0: Oh yeah. And uh and I think our listeners are gonna be pretty impressed by this one. This morning, Luke, mm-hmm. uh I I did watch the movie and uh I watched it with breakfast. But Luke, this week my breakfast was it dry cinnamon life? No, sir, it was not. It was Cinnamon Toast Crunch with oat milk.
1: Oh, dude, this is my entire life. What are you fucking talking about?
0: Yeah, well, I haven't had a wet cereal in a long time.
1: Mm, Man, oat milk
0: and Cinnamon Toast
1: Crunch is my preferred midnight snack. Like, hands Uh, down.
0: Dude, it's fucking good. Mm -hmm. Oat milk is so so, good. Oat milk is so creamy,
1: and then Cinnamon Toast Crunch is so crunchy and cinnamony. Holy shit, I could eat that all day.
0: Oh my god, yeah, no, it's, I, I'm in a whole new world now, dry cereal, bye-bye, it's all wet from here on out. It's uh, kind of
1: funny that uh, we're talking about this and the breakfast wizard hasn't shown up, I feel like usually he makes an appearance when we start talking about breakfast food like this. Oh,
0: you mean me?
1: Oh god, there he is. Hey, breakfast wizard. <laughs>
0: it's me the breakfast wizard I always
1: forget that your body is made of bangers and, and just like loose cereal grains It's
0: yes and, and my eyes are sunny side up eggs mm. <laughs> which,
1: which do wobble around really terrifyingly when it, whenever you move
0: So, you're talking about cereals, hmm? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we're talking about the delicious Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Do you have an opinion on Cinnamon Toast Crunch, old breakfast
0: wizard pal? pal Oh, oh, it's divine, however. There's nothing better than having actual churros with almond milk. (laughs) Just like a bunch of churros in a bowl? Yes, you go down to a street vendor who's making churros and you say, serve these to me at once with the almond milk. And then uh, and then you put a gun to their head until they put <laughs> almond milk on your churros.
1: That's how I do it. You know, that is how I've heard it's done. And I've done it uh, myself a few times. So that's some expert advice there, Breakfast Wizard.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Now, have you ever had Oreo-O's? Uh, not to
1: my knowledge. I don't believe so. What the fuck are those? Oh, it's from the Mad
0: Warlocks over at Post Cereals. (laughs) Yes, they're nasty into the dark magics of cereal. And my favorite thing to do with Oreo-O's, Luke? Are you curious? Uh,
1: I'm extremely nervous, but I am very curious.
0: I like to slide them onto my very thin penis.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Why is it so thin? Why is thin the descriptor?
0: (laughs) Isn't everyone's?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so, Breakfast Wizard. I don't... That's, uh... That's some information, I guess, that we've received.
0: It's a swizzle stick for my coffee.
1: Oh, man. Uh... Well, I guess that makes sense, Breakfast
0: Wizard. Um, I'll leave you to think about what my testicles are, Tatty Pie.
1: <laughs> Every week that that guy shows up, it's something something new, huh?
0: He gets fucking weirder and weirder, Luke. I got like I I thought last time he was here that was the worst it was gonna be. hmm But I didn't I didn't see his dicker balls, but now it's all I can think about.
1: Yeah, you just you, you're left really, really wondering about those uh-huh. testicles, eh? the The Breakfast Wizard's testicles, uh, which is a fun sentence that I don't get to say mm-hmm. all that often.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we're all left with the thought of his extremely narrow penis. Hmm. Yeah. Um. And but uh, I do want to get back to my watch. Mm-hmm. Um. It it was very it was a good watch, you know. Aside from the. Cereal. (laughs) Uh, but, uh. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta keep it quiet, man. Yeah. He might show up again. Um, but, you know, Luke, I've got something special for you.
1: Oh, what's that?
0: Oh, it's just another poem for Tom. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Hit me with that poem. There once was a man named Tom, who certainly wasn't a dom. He was stridently (laughs) sexist, historically deathless, (laughs) and he had a really big dong. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's your best yet frame thank it thank you sir put it in a museum this is easily your best poem to date sir
0: oh well thank you so much and uh I have now tweeted it
1: mm, you do you do hope that he sees them but you also hope that he doesn't right
0: yeah well this one this one I actually do hope he sees mm, yeah if there's any that I want him to see I want him to see this one even though I, I did say that he is both not a dom Extremely sexless, but he has a huge dick. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's so. quite.
1: A, I mean, it's it's thematically and theologically very consistent with what we've uncovered during mm-hmm. a year yeah. of doing this podcast. But it is a lot of information to sort of absorb all at once it, if you are, in fact, Tom Hanks.
0: Oh, it absolutely is. Um. So so that's really my watch, Luke. Uh, how was yours?
1: Man, I'm feeling the fifty-two weeks on this one. Mm. Um. Because I punted real hard. Usually I watch these on Friday night, Friday yeah. night light style. Uh, what's what's the saying? Head empty, clear eyes, uh, can't, can't get a burrito. Uh,
0: Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Yeah,
1: that one. Um, but I punted. I went out to eat instead. We went downtown. We had a fun, fun evening. And I did not watch this movie until this morning when I forced myself to get up. Uh, ahead of schedule. Ahead of you know mm. you know, ahead of my train schedule, so to speak, on the sleep oh, front. No. And then started to consume this movie before I'd even had my first cup of coffee, Sam. So Ooh,
0: see, that's challenging.
1: Yeah, it was like forcing my head through a brick wall at the beginning, and then it did get easier. <laughs> um happy to report that it did sort of turn itself around and had a great time, but at the beginning of this man, it was It was just me hugging my Keurig, waiting for the caffeine to start while Tom Hanks is doing things. Uh, I
0: I assume some tears were shed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how else do you feel a a Keurig when you're watching a Tom Hanks movie? uh, At a a pretty embarrassing uh, time in the morning to be that
0: tired, if I'm honest. It was like nine. It's not that crazy. Oh my God, Luke. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I had already gotten up, (sighs) watched the movie... Done some other shit around the house. Come on, man.
1: Yeah. You know, the lifestyle I live, nine o'clock is pretty early on a weekend. That's all I'm going to say. But I did get the job done. I did consume (laughs) the movie. So here we are uh, talking about it. And I'm, I'm super amped to be talking about 2019's A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood.
0: Yeah. And so I think on that, maybe we should get the plot.
1: All right. Here's your plot. Here's your fucking plot. Folks, oh, okay, very hostile. Yeah, so after a year of doing these, I'm so tired of doing them. (laughs) (laughs) So, this movie is about Mr. Rogers. If you hadn't guessed from the title, Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers, and then the guy from The Americans is playing a journalist, Matthew Reese. Thank you, is playing uh, a journalist who works for Esquire who's been tasked with doing a profile of Mr. Rogers, and he's all surly. And a investigative journalist and world weary. And then he gets sort of injected into Mr. Rogers' life. And Tom Hanks takes a real, a real shine to him and starts to try to become his friend. Um, mm-hmm. About uh, 10, 10, 15 minutes into the movie, it's revealed that Matthew Reese's dad is a piece of shit. And they have a big fight at a wedding. So that's kind of the major conflict that Mr. Rogers latches on to in his life is that he isn't really on good terms with his father. Um, and they sort of develop that over the course of the movie, their friendship deepens. Uh, Matthew Reese gets it together with his dad because his dad has a, uh, a cardiac episode of some variety. Yeah. Um,
0: they, they never really say what it was.
1: Yeah. Just general, you know, heart issues folks. Yeah. Um, and so they start to patch up their relationship until eventually the dad dies, uh, and then Matthew Reese has learned to basically—it's like Matthew Reese went to therapy, but his therapy was Mr. Rogers. So through the course of the movie, he learns to like deal with his feelings and process mm-hmm. them and communicate. Yeah. Essentially, the man just had a really good handful of therapy sessions, uh, but for him, that looks like slowly becoming pretty solid friends with Mr. Rogers. Uh, and then it's intercut with some shots of the show because he features uh, this journalist as a friend of his on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a surrealist sort of dream sequence where Matthew Reese is actually in the show, which was pretty yeah. cool. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the gist. It wasn't a very good three act structure. In fact, it wasn't a three act structure at all. But you know what? Nope. 52 weeks, people, you get what you get. And that's yeah. what I remember from this morning.
0: So, Luke, what'd you think of it?
1: This movie's pretty good, though, isn't it?
0: I, Luke, I'm not gonna lie, I fucking loved it.
1: Yeah, this movie's pretty solid, all things considered. Uh, what'd you like about it, Sam?
0: Legitimately everything. Mm. I, like, I, this, it's my favorite Tom Hanks film.
1: Seriously. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Jokes? jokes leave the room for just a yeah, second. They
0: are look, jokes are <laughs> out of the room for a minute. I I don't know if it's just where I am in my life currently, but this movie really really hit me. Yeah. Uh, I've I very much resonated with this film, uh like very earnestly. Um and and I loved it. I I also have a very soft spot for mr rogers i love mr rogers mm. i think he's an incredible person um and and so i i like i didn't i didn't cry mm-hmm. but i did find myself repeatedly getting uh klemped yeah uh just just real close
1: yeah dude uh, hey hey buddy uh-huh same z's same things across the board. There were definitely some times where I was getting a little misty-eyed. Mm-hmm. Definitely feeling the emotions, because there's people in this movie going through stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and it's... It's not just, like, people going through stuff, but it's, like, either very relatable stuff, or it's just Mr. Rogers, like, talking about feelings in a way that... I just... Like, he talks a lot about anger. Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, i'll be completely honest i lately i have been very angry Mm. just in a in a general kind of sense i've i've been uh pretty pissed off a lot and and hearing him talk about anger in this movie and and getting that kind of insight was was genuinely helpful
1: yeah damn dude well you love to hear that and uh I guess that's uh, is this a a rare, super rare hearty recommendation for a movie for our listeners? Oh,
0: a hundred percent. My my parents came over for lunch today, and I recommended the movie to them. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> fresh uh, off, the I was tank. like, yeah, I was like, guys, I watched this this morning. It's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so what I'll say is that while I. I do genuinely think it's my favorite Tom Hanks movie, just in terms of uh, how touched I was by it. By no means do I think it's Tom's best movie, if that makes any sense.
1: Mm, yeah, okay, I understand. It's kind of like when somebody asks if a movie is good, like volunteers, and you're going to say, no, it's not. But right. it is, in fact, a good movie, if that makes sense. Right.
0: It's, it's fun. It's not good. Yeah, and, categorically
1: and, it is not a good movie.
0: And this is it's still a great movie um that features honestly uh a spot on performance by Tom. Mhm. Yes. Uh I got to say Tom fucking nailed it.
1: Yeah, dude. You wonder if he like hauled up like a like a sports coach, like a football coach and like watched the footage. Do you think he just uh-huh. watched like a shitload of <laughs> Mr. Rogers? to get oh, that impression ate, down
0: he ate so much tape for mm-hmm.
1: this yeah a hundred percent just hold up for weeks <laughs> just slamming episodes of Mr. Rogers uh yeah you really wonder about the connection too I wonder if he you know he's got kids I wonder if he mm-hmm. he grew up uh with them watching Mr. Rogers oh, little Colin little Colin Hanks consuming some Mr. Rogers and if maybe this oh, is a teary-eyed that, union for him
0: uh I'm he would have had to have grown up watching Mr. Rogers. You
1: think so? Cause I think he would have been when was Tom Hanks born in the sixties?
0: Uh I think it was like fifty something. Yeah. And Mr. Rogers was on the air from nineteen sixty eight to two thousand one.
1: Holy shit, Mr. Rogers. MVP, yeah. goddamn.
0: Yeah. So yeah. so surely Tom would have grown up with him at least a little maybe a
1: little i don't know the timeline on that one is, is maybe a little off but uh yeah i could see it i can still see it well sam that's all well and good uh but now is usually the time when we start goofing on the movie and i'm, I'm gonna kick us off if that's all right
0: yeah please do yeah. uh i mean uh, i'll bring jokes back into the room
1: yeah jokes jokes you can you can come on back in here uh and Sam, basically, if you were to run into Mr. Rogers in a darkened alley, I kind of don't think it'd be a pleasant experience if you if you had no knowledge of who Mr. Rogers was.
0: Oh, I could I could see it being alarming.
1: Yeah, just hi. How are your feelings today? Oh god. Mm,
0: yeah. Now, here's what I will say is I've I've found his kindness just genuinely disarming. Mm-hmm. Uh and so I do feel like you try to mug Mr. Rogers and he's going to ask you about your feelings and by by the end of that interaction uh Mr. Rogers will have the gun and you'll be crying.
1: <laughs> and hugging him and I'm locked yeah. into a full embrace. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. With no exchange of goods or services, just just a really <laughs> nice time. You know, that does, I, I tell this, the story, and I don't know if it's apocryphal, so maybe if it is, send us an email at hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Uh, but supposedly, Mr. Rogers' car got stolen. Have you heard about this? No. So apparently, I guess in Pittsburgh, uh, which is where all this takes place uh, here in New York, um, mm-hmm. apparently his car got stolen, and then somehow they caught wind of the fact that they'd stolen Mr. Rogers' car. So Uh they returned it and left a note (laughs) apologizing for it.
0: (laughs) God, You know, um, so so I actually did a lot of reading about Mr. Rogers after the movie, Mm. uh, including uh, like I I read some facts about uh, about the movie that I will be sharing. Nice. Um, But uh, I also read the article that the movie is kind of like centered around. Mm hmm. Uh, and it's a it's a fantastic article. I, I actually recommend it. Um, but enough shit happened to Fred Rogers that was true that I fully believe that that happened.
1: Yeah, you like to believe that it's true, and it sounds like it would be. I mean, mm-hmm. you hope.
0: Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, so, Luke, would you like some Fred facts?
1: I would love some fucking Fred facts because I meant to do some reading about this. This movie... It makes you want to know more about Mr. Rogers, my friend. It
0: really does. And Mm -hmm. Luke, apparently, our boy Fred Rogers loved Tom Hanks. What?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Apparently, he watched Forrest Gump all the fucking time, and he (laughs) loved Big.
1: How does that feel, knowing that uh, he, he watched on loop a movie that you're on record as absolutely despising?
0: You know, you would think, since I hate the movie so goddamn much, it would lessen some of my respects uh, for for old Mr. Rogers, but it doesn't. Mm. It doesn't. For some reason that he watched it, I find it charming. Everyone yeah. else, no. Because
1: <laughs> I know if I watched Forrest Goop, Forrest Goop,
0: Forrest Goop, Forrest Goop
1: over and over, uh, that you would, you would never let me see the light of day for all of the shade that you would be throwing on me.
0: Oh, I'd never speak to you again. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Forrest Goop. Well, you got any more Fred facts for me? I've got a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Hanks and Fred Rogers are sixth cousins. What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what in the actual fuck? Isn't he also distantly related to Abraham Lincoln? Yes. God damn. Yes. Tom?
0: So Tom and Fred Rogers have the same five times great-grandfather, Johannes Meffert.
1: Mm-hmm. You love to see that kind of a connection right there. So this was a family matter for him shooting this a- movie.
0: Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so no wonder he did such an excellent job Yeah. Uh, playing Fred Rogers. Uh, those are all the Fred facts that I have. But um, did you notice that Tom suddenly could sing in this movie?
1: Hey, made a huge-ass note of it. Suddenly... Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the last time we saw him trying to sing, most notably in, in, uh, shit, that movie with Dan Aykroyd that I've forgotten the name of, Uh, Dragnet. uh,
0: Dragnet, yeah.
1: Yeah, we had him rapping, presumably because he couldn't sing a lick, but then here he is in this movie, singing a nice, you know, just crooning along like a fucking songbird. Oh, yeah. That
0: ain't nice.
1: (laughs) They gave him that. But he's got a good set of pipes. He can actually do it.
0: He's got great pipes. Now, I have wondered, because he mostly sang um, as uh, Daniel Stripe at Tiger, mm-hmm. uh, the puppet. And so I do wonder, can Tom oh. Hanks only sing if he's doing a voice kind of this sort of high?
1: Yeah, or specifically if he's singing through a puppet. Maybe it's like a stage fright kind mm, of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. If it's him, he can't do it. But you slap a sock on his hand and suddenly yeah Dude, dudes crooning like frank sinatra
1: suddenly Socko is singing bohemian rhapsody uh completely <laughs> down to the to each note yeah i'd believe it i think maybe that's that's a new theory to throw into the tom hanks canon that he needs soko the puppet uh, yeah, or something therein uh to to actually get out uh any kind of singing
0: oh yeah no i i think uh i i think absolutely that's a working theory yeah um and then, uh, Luke, mm-hmm. did you did you clock those good, chunky clicks on that old-timey laptop? Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, bud. You know I'm here for a chunky-ass keyboard.
0: Oh, my God. Even oh, yeah. Even I just sort of got vaguely aroused. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it it, the camera was zoomed right up on that keyboard. And, oh, it so it's good. Vintage clicks.
1: Yeah, this is when Matthew Reese is typing up the article that he's finally submitting to Esquire, and man, the clickety clack on that keyboard is
0: Ugh.
1: pristine. It,
0: it brings you back.
1: Oh yeah, man. If I could have you, a, know, g- you know just a gif of him typing on that motherfucker, oh uh, yeah, I might be able to complete. If you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah.
0: Oh, you'd paint the fucking walls. <laughs> Uh, I gotta tell you, they don't they don't make clickety clackety keyboards like that anymore.
1: Nah, man, those that's a that's a thing of the past, and it's it's a real shame. This is what America should really be up in arms about. Is I want keyboards that are three inches thick,
0: that mm-hmm. I can just
1: crank out an article on Fred Rogers. On, oh yeah, and 10, have ten
0: thousand words on Fred Rogers.
1: Mm-hmm, ten thousand words on our boy Fred, while just having the best experience typing on a keyboard that I've ever had
0: yeah just just a throbbing erection between your knees mm-hmm. uh you know what every american wants
1: yep yep um, yep,
0: yep. Are, do you have any other thoughts
1: yeah hey something that's always really bugged me about mr rogers and this isn't a critique this is this okay. is an exploration of, of surely there's a method here let's put it that mm-hmm. way what okay. the what the fuck is mr rogers routine when he walks into the house is this is this an ocd thing what is this
0: so um i actually i did some reading about this okay Uh, please enlighten me apparently like the first episode that he ever did he did that Mm -hmm. um i i don't quite remember why uh, but he did that and, and the red cardigan itself was something that his mother had made him, if memory serves. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was either his mother or his wife, uh, read into that what you will, Freudians. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, And then he said, essentially it was that he wanted kids to feel like familiar and safe with the mm. show and so he wanted the same thing to happen at the beginning of every episode and he wanted that like routine to be there
1: oh okay that makes a lot of sense because otherwise we're watching a man walk into his own home theoretically within the world of the show in -hmm. which he then takes off his shoes puts on a different pair of shoes i guess his house shoes although they aren't slippers no they're they're
0: boat shoes
1: yeah they're just boat shoes they're different shoes and then yeah. takes off a usually a cardigan and puts on another cardigan.
0: Yeah, I do find the routine pretty puzzling because yeah. he walks into the home he re- he removes a a navy blazer, mm-hmm. he puts on a zip cardigan, then he sits down on a bench. He removes one like dress shoe, yeah, and then puts on a uh, a boat shoe and ties it,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then switches feet. And then removes the other dress shoe and then puts on the boat shoe and ties it. Yeah. And, and I find that puzzling because I feel like you would remove both shoes first yeah. and then put on the new shoes and tie them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a method here and I'm not calling it madness because it sounds like there's a reason for why mm-hmm. this exists, uh, but there's definitely a particular order to this thing and it's always puzzled me. So I'm, yeah,
0: I feel like it's sort of like um, Guy Fieri and the bowling shirts. Mm-hmm. Where the first time Guy Fieri just happened to like pick a bowling shirt, and from then on, the costume department was like, "So this dude fucking loves bowling shirts, <laughs> am I right?" <laughs> and and I think Fred was like, "Oh, I'll just you know change at the be- at the top of the show," and then he was like, "Ah, oh, beans, I'm locked into this one, am I?" yeah uh and 865 episodes later he's still doing it
1: yeah well that makes some sense i'm glad we ironed that out and also just a quick aside guy fieri signing lean cuisines and tossing them into a festival crowd is still the funniest thing i have ever seen on the (laughs) internet today and then the best part is that he forgot he did it because somebody mentioned it and he was like i did what i guess yeah that makes sense
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Guy Fieri's is a fucking national treasure. Oh,
1: he really is. I wish we could do a podcast about Guy Fieri, but there's only so much uh Triple D you can watch. I feel yeah. like,
0: yeah, we would die. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I had one other thing. So, so there's that moment where Mr. McFeely shows up and brings a magazine in a videotape, and Luke. I won't lie to you. I was really sad when he turned that magazine around and it was not pornography.
1: (laughs) It wasn't just a hustler uh, (laughs) or a jugs. Hey, I got your magazine right here, Mr. Rogers.
0: (laughs) Oh, thanks, Mr. McFeely. I I was getting anxious. I hadn't gotten my penthouse yet.
1: Yeah, I was still waiting for my page three. Um, Yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What a wild twist that would have been. They just (laughs) snuck that in there and never talked about it. Uh, Never again. I did appreciate that this movie makes us watch basically three and a half, maybe four minutes of how magazines get made. Uh,
0: I genuinely loved that.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. Just like randomly, because that's what it was on the tape that Mr. McFeely brings in is just like a nice little how it's made, like a short Mm -hmm. mini episode of how it's made. And uh, I learned a lot.
0: Yeah, where Tom Hanks, Fred Rogers says that the ink that they use looks like mustard. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And it did. And it (laughs) did look like mustard. So,
0: you know. Oh, I just, I love this goddamn movie. It's a pretty,
1: Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah. I am still blown away that it's your favorite. It's your favorite Tom Hanks movie.
0: It really, it really got me, Luke. Mm. I don't know what it is. And, uh, and... You know, but before we... Uh, I, I don't know if you have any other assorted thoughts. Um,
1: Only the Taken starring Mr. Rogers would be a hilarious movie, and I would watch the absolute <laughs> fuck out of that.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Again, I feel like it's him traveling through, I think Taken took place in like Paris. Yeah. I think it's him traveling through Paris, walking into rooms of armed men, and then... Uh, there's just like a fade and then he's leaving and they're thanking him mm-hmm. and hugging him and, and wiping tears from their eyes. Yes. Uh, and then saying, I, I think your daughter's on this boat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you guys feel sad sometimes? You know, sometimes it's OK to feel sad. <laughs> I have a certain set of skills. I not talk to skill.
0: my dad anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, I have a certain set of puppets. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's my, that's my last major thought is just taken, taken with Fred Rogers. Maybe someone oh, should look into it.
0: That's beautiful. Um, well, well, Luke, can I send jokes out of the room just for a hot second?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, jokes, jokes, get out of here.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get, uh, almost assuredly too earnest for this podcast. Okay. Lay it on me. Uh, this movie, uh, a lot of it is about friendship hmm Uh and and legitimately, Luke, you've been a fantastic friend to me. I very much appreciate your friendship. And uh I could not imagine doing this podcast with anyone else.
1: Amen. Uh yeah, seconded. Wouldn't it be wild if I didn't reciprocate that emotion right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck Fuck
1: you. <laughs> it's just okay, cool. Moving on. Nah, dude, of He's- course.
0: You son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah.
0: I got fucking vulnerable here.
1: Yeah, you you did good. Yeah, and to be, to be vulnerable in return, definitely definitely the same. I don't think that 52 weeks of this would have been tolerable with any other human being or any oh, other friendship. God. So, yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for making this uh, as good of an experience as it could be, despite the fact that we're watching every single Tom Hanks movie in <laughs> chronological order.
0: Man, it has been... A legitimately fun year. Mm-hmm. Uh and and on that note, Luke, I have a very expensive puppet collection <laughs> that I need to store in the Hanks Bank. Could you come with me as I do that?
1: Yeah, let's get those puppies into the vault. Let's go.
0: Let's go. This is Truck Tuggerman, formerly <laughs> of Truck Tuggerman's Tugger Trucks. That's right, folks. I'm here to tell you that I have seen the light. I have gone away from four wheels to two because I'm now Truck Tuggerman of Truck Tuggerman's Heavy Hogs. That's right, folks. I'm now selling motorcycles. I'm here to sell you your dreams on two wheels, and I'm telling you it will be a fantastic Rosh Hashanah this year. So come on down to Truck Tuggerman's heavy hogs and get yourself a fine motorcycle today and let me tell you our 4th of July sale is going to blow you out of the water it's Truck Tugerman's heavy hogs get you a motorcycle today man you know uh,
1: sometimes our advertisements you know it's it's funny to watch the progress uh, over the course of a year
0: Uh, yeah I got to tell you I'm pretty glad to hear that that Truck Tuggerman's doing better cuz last yeah. time we heard from him it, it he sounded like he'd fallen on some hard times.
1: Yeah, last time I think the sponsorship was really sort of a hail mary so uh you know <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Glad to hear him uh, back on our episodes. Uh you know, it's it's a good advertisement this week.
0: Yeah, and uh and Luke uh at, i really don't want to do this one i don't want you to come with me but luke it's time to come with me to the conspiracy corner
1: i don't know how i feel about this one
0: yeah i don't either because i do unabashedly love mr rogers yeah uh he he is an american hero uh and and uh just a fantastic person but luke there are some conspiracies here because number one tom hank's and Fred Rogers, of course, same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like he is everyone before him. But Luke, there's some interesting things here. And um, to start with, uh, I don't know if you clocked it, but one of the uh, companies behind this movie was Ten Cent Pictures.
1: Yes, which I did clock, and mm-hmm. I have a feeling that you're gonna you're gonna give me some news about Tencent. Yeah, and so Ten Cent. Yes, so I have a suspicion,
0: <laughs> but go ahead. Tencent is a Chinese company that also owns uh, a a large stake in Epic Games, which does uh, uh, make Fortnite. Uh, So so we do have a Chinese uh, company here. And, And Luke, as I have established before, Tom Hanks is trying to spread the message of Chinese communism throughout the land. And so this is now directly a Chinese company bankrolling Tom Hanks to spread a Chinese communist message to the American people in 2019. And Luke, as I established in Sully, he was focusing particularly on industrial centers in the United States. And Luke, where does this movie predominantly take place? None other than Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes, Luke, that's right. Tom Hanks, Fred Rogers, I hate to admit it. Are secret agents of the Chinese government funded by Tencent Pictures, much like they are funding Epic to make Fortnite to teach our youth about the wonders of Chinese communism. <laughs> it is insidious what they have done. I'm not proud at all to be reporting this. It pains me. It pains me, folks, to bring this information to, to you. But Tom Hanks is being paid by a Chinese company to spread Chinese communism. In our industrial centers, particularly Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: Man, you you didn't have me. You didn't have me for quite a while there until we got to fucking Pittsburgh, PA. And yep. I got to tell you, the proof's in the pudding on that one. This whole movie is centered around Pittsburgh. And he makes a lot of trips yeah. to Pittsburgh. He lives in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh. We spend
0: a lot of time in Pittsburgh, PA. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Luke, unfortunately... It doesn't stop there. Oh, no. I have another bit of a bombshell here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is set in 1998 uh, and does star Matthew Reese, who, as you pointed out, was on the TV show The Americans, which, as we all know, was not fiction, but a <laughs> documentary.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's what I got out of it.
0: Luke Matthew Reese, after his cover, was blown as a Soviet spy in the United States, did go back to Soviet Russia and then he transferred to uh, Communist China, where he did start working for the Chinese government and now he is spying on the United States as a Chinese spy. and that's what he's doing in this flick here.
1: Mm, you hate to hear it. I mean, he is a spy. He does what he knows and he he does yep. a lot of really high quality spying in the Americans. I could see him being deep undercover in this and, in this flick
0: oh yeah and and he is working again directly with Tom Hanks Fred Rogers to spread Chinese communism and we see that happen as he writes a, an article for a major publication it is the cover story spreading the word about the glory of Mr. Rogers Tom Hanks uh, and, and how he is an American hero, even though he is working to spread Chinese communism in our <laughs> industrial centers.
1: I tell you what, folks, you won't hear this information anywhere else that Mr. Rogers and Tom Hanks, yeah. who are the same person, have been spreading uh, propaganda for, for communist China. That's just not information you're going to get anywhere other than Hanksy-Panksy. No.
0: Yeah, uh, it's only here, again, It it I, I hate that I have discovered this. finally. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the chickens have come home to roost. Mm-hmm. The, the details that I have painstakingly uh, collected here in this past year have uh, finally backfired on me, and I'm now having to take down one of my own heroes, Fred yeah. Rogers.
1: You hate to hear it, and I, I applaud the bravery. I applaud the, the persistence in this enterprise, Sam. You're doing a great job. You're, really, you're shining light on places where there was no light before.
0: Well, well, thank you, sir. Uh, so, so folks in our industrial centers, watch out. Tom Hanks, <laughs> Matthew Reese, and Mr. Rogers are coming for you. They will be trying to seize the means of production and spread commun- Chinese communism throughout this great land of ours. I, I'm so unhappy to be sharing mm-hmm. this message with you all, but keep your head on. On a swivel, Luke. Please, God, I need to stop.
1: Yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, let's, let's go do the conspiracy. it. Conspiracy. Hey, I have a real. You know what? It's been a year. Mm-hmm. It's been a year. We got some time, so yeah. I think I think this could be fun. Uh, just a real quick question for you, Sam. Yes. So you've you've said that this is your favorite so far. Now, Sam, there's an inverse to that, and it is. What is your least favorite movie that we've watched over the last fifty-two weeks?
0: It mm. Mm-hmm. I I have it between two.
1: Okay, two is acceptable. Just I wanna hear the worst experiences that you've had. So Uh
0: one one is the Lady Killers. Mm-hmm. Um just uh, just a feverishly terrible movie. Yes, yes, uh, yes,
1: yes. Like you took Dayquil and NyQuil at the same time. Yeah, and, then, and, uh, and you know, ate a, a
0: Confederate flag.
1: <laughs> at a Trump casino. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's just wretched. There's yeah. no redeeming quality to that movie. Now the other and is is Forrest Gump. And, oh, and let, let Sam. Me, let me explain Okay. it is not even necessarily that Forrest Gump is the worst movie I've watched it's not, it's down there because it is an atrocious film <laughs> uh, It's it's that it was extremely long and also that I keep having all these fucking ass clowns in my life telling mm-hmm. me how wrong my opinion is and that it's actually a good movie and that I have a controversial opinion and look I'm fucking tired of it <laughs> Uh, uh, this is the hill i'm going to die on folks please stop talking to me about it
1: yeah i love that this is an unintended consequence of doing this project (laughs) is that now you have deep set opinions on forrest gump and are just really swimming against the grain on that one
0: Every every time someone's like, "You didn't like Forrest Gump, but it's so good." I dig my trench deeper. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you're like five hundred miles beneath the earth at this point. Uh
0: huh. Oh yeah, I'm. It's hot. I'm near the core. There's a <laughs> lot of pressure. <laughs> my my shovel long turned into molten metal. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still just digging with my fingernails.
1: Yep. Well, you hate what to hear you? it, but uh, um. So I think Lady Killers for sure. Yeah, is, it's
0: a it's a real <laughs> low low yeah. point for old Tom.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the fuck went into the decision making on that one on why Tom Hanks decided to do Lady Killers. Maybe it was Joel and Ethan Cohen, and he thought, surely, surely these Something. chaps uh yeah. can't lead me astray. You know what? But I think a close runner up is still Bachelor Party, the old number two. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. uh fuck i mean it, it is the only one that made me sweat i got so angry Mm-hmm. <laughs> In
1: which talking about anger and mr rogers and processing some anger i've still got some uh, some latent unprocessed anger towards bachelor party that's yeah, for sure I,
0: i'm gonna have to watch some mr rogers to mm-hmm. to deal with this yeah so, if
1: you're looking for a fun episode to listen to after a year, uh, check out you know our Forrest Gump one or the Bachelor Party oh. episode if you haven't listened to that number two, the second movie we ever watched. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yep, and and again, folks, if you watch the Forrest Gump one, please don't email me <laughs> or tweet at me or tell me that it's actually a good movie and that you're surprised that I hated it. I hate that film. don't talk to me about it don't
1: add sam or do add at him, and then (laughs) god uh, (laughs) God damn it and then we'll have some emails to talk about so you know what either way either way i think it's fine
0: fuck well uh luke let's let's start getting out of here Mm -hmm. uh it's it's been a long year and we've we've earned a break we have so uh, next week, uh, we, we actually don't have a movie to predict because next week we'll be doing our retrospective on uh, 2010 to 2019 with the, uh, the wonderful hosts of the Sick Girl Missives, uh, both Jillians. They'll be joining us again next week. Uh, can't wait to uh, talk with them about the movie that they have chosen for us to watch. Uh, but uh, folks, until then... Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. And you can email us at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Please send us an email uh, with your with your thoughts about uh, Tom Hanks and the various conspiracies that he is involved with. Um, perhaps uh, even if you, you have a poem. Uh, that you've written about Mr. Hanks uh, and his uh, very sizable penis <laughs> um, that that would be excellent as well uh, you know j- really just uh, kind of any thoughts you might have also if you uh, have uh, watched Polar Express with Luke mm-hmm. uh, we still have no answers on that and so it would be genuinely great if we could get an idea of who Luke watched that movie with um but uh, I also want to give a shout out to uh, Ryan Boyd for our kick ass intro music. You can find them on Twitter at Ryan Droid, D R O Y D. And uh, please also uh, write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'll read your name out when you do. It uh, really helps us out. And please share us with a friend that helps us out too. Luke, yeah. do you have a final quote?
1: I do. And it is Oh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. <laughs> Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine?
0: Well, folks, thanks for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next week with a special episode with the Jillians. Uh, And uh, won't you be our neighbor?